welcome everyone. Welcome back to another great edition of The Hop, a craft beer podcast with your boys Gabe and Steven. We are here to do what I just said. Drink some beer, have some laughs, have some fun. We're so excited for you to be joining us. As always, my name is Gabriel Apria. I am your co-host and with me, as always, you may have seen him at USC. You may have seen him in New Hampshire doing guys and dolls saying things like AU's guys. Give it up for the one, the only, Stephen Geronimo Humes. Wow, uh, that was quite an intro. Yeah, um, I, I almost hit the applause drop there just because it felt weird for you to do that and there'd be no applause, but it felt really self-serving to do that for myself. I gave myself. you applause. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, <laughs> welcome in, everybody. Uh, I am here. We are back in, uh, on my side, back in sunny California, which I'm very excited about. And to celebrate that... We are featuring a Los Angeles brewery, Los Angeles staple, I would say, Smog City Brewery. Uh, this is a brewery that crushes on the Los Angeles craft beer scene, uh, based technically out of Torrance, but they run a bunch of locations. Really cool brewery. We're excited to get into. Uh, had these beers for a while. So this is going to be very fun. Thank you for joining us. Crack a beer of your own and, and, and settle in for the next hour while we uh, take you on a Los Angeles beer tour. Get comfy, people. We have plenty to do today. A uh, little bit of news to talk about and uh, some uh, all the good things. So let's just dive into it. I should begin the show like we always do by telling you that we are available to follow on the social media. You can find us. We are at the HO Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and threads.net. Yeah. Uh, we figured it out, guys. We're we on there. It's like... <laughs> The Instagram Twitter, but better. It's like Twitter, but without the spam. It's I'm kind of into it. I hope that it takes it's fun. off. Yeah. You can follow our personals. I'm at Shakespeareist on all of those platforms. Gabe is at Gaberade67. Connect with the show. Connect with us. We love connecting with our Hophead family. Uh, let us know if you have any requests or suggestions or feedback. We love to hear it. You can hit us up in our DMs. You can send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. You can find the show on YouTube if you'd like to watch the show. If you're a watch the podcast kind of person, YouTube.com. Just search for the Hop Craft Beer Podcast once you find us. Subscribe. Click that bell. You will get notified when episodes go live. And finally, wherever you listen, please rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. If it allows you to do that, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you are. We appreciate the feedback. It helps us make the show better for you each and every week. And while you're at it, maybe turn to the person to your right and tell them about the hop. Now turn to the person to your left and tell them about the hop. Spread the word. Help grow the hop community here. We appreciate it. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. I'm still on this kick from last episode about telling your enemies about the show. <laughs> Tell your enemies. They're, they need something to listen to. When you're done fighting, you can crack open a beer together and become friends. Tell we strangers. We are the answer. Tell anyone you want, honestly. you want. Hey, if you're voting for the president and you don't like the names, write in. The Hop, a craft beer podcast. We'll spread the word. We, I don't think we're going to win. But, you know, if we did, we'd step up to the plate. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to announce that Stephen and I are running for co-president <laughs> of the United yeah. States of America. As we a approve team. this message. We will make beer free. That's our first <laughs> stamp of approval. First and main order of business. I don't know what's going on geopolitically. I don't know what's going on in other countries. But why can't we ship beer 
from California to Connecticut. <laughs> let's figure that out. Number fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into the news. Beer news. Okay, uh pretty light weekend news but we have a couple of things that we can talk about here first of all tickets for the 2023 game are now on sale that's the great american beer festival it's that lean back <laughs> i have to get far away from the mic whenever i do that that way it doesn't block the speaker yeah, yeah. No, i get it i get it uh it's in denver it's always in denver and um let's go gabe free your schedule we're going to the gab okay here's the thing here's the dealio we need to do this at least once to say we did. I know. I know. I, like, not even for the show, just personally. I just want to be there. I, this looks like fun. It sounds like fun. It's a great American beer festival. Emphasis on the festival. They probably have food trucks and stuff. Like, it's probably just such a good time. Um, Denver is a lot of fun. I've been there once. Good, good times it's all a, around. It's a great city. As a beer drinker, there are certain events in life that you want to mark your ca- on your calendars. Oktoberfest is one. The oh. Gab is another. And yeah. while we're in America, I'll also say Russian River, Pliny the uh, Younger releases a third. Um, oh. Moving on. Twisted Tea is releasing a high ABV version at 8% ABV. Where are where are the, the people where here? Where are the friends? I don't even know where they are on this soundboard. So we, oh, there they are. Oh my god! Yeah. Ew. So, great. Twisted Tea is uh, truly one of you've had it. I have not, but to me, it's truly one of the most disgusting. You have possible not had things. it. Mm-mm. No, I don't like iced tea in general. So, so part of me wants to say keep it that way. <laughs> Another part of me wants to say try this eight percent one. It's if not going to taste good, but it'll get you get you feeling good. If I yeah, like I I've had obviously like hard lemonade and I've had hard seltzer. I've just twisted tea. I remember when that first came on the market and I was like yeah. I was not even really old enough to be drinking yet, but even I at that time was like, What? Like who? Why are we doing this? I don't care how cheap it is. No thank you, please. Yeah. But um if you if you drink it, you can get it at eight percent now. There we go. At least you'll be feeling something. At the very least, that's what the that's the least they could do. And we don't often talk about new uh, product releases like this, but I just wanted to mention, this is just, this is for me. This is for me this and my is, people. This is 140,000% for Steven. Go ahead. Former Bachelorette Jojo <laughs> Fletcher <laughs> has launched a spritz and it is called Saint Spritz and it's available on saintspritz.com or in certain locations in California. It's a 5% ABV wine-based spritz in a 12-ounce can. And you know what? She's she's getting on uh, on her platform. She's doing it with her sister in law. And uh, go support go support JoJo because she's got to keep that that Bachelorette fame running. Thoughts? Because it because it runs out right when you leave the show after oh, a couple sh- years. Oh, it sure can. That shit um, can fizzle out quick. This isn't the JoJo that used to sing, right? This is a different JoJo. I don't know. <laughs> Great. I didn't I didn't do enough research on this to I have no idea who she awesome. is. But yeah, I uh Oh, that show. And we'll leave it there. Um 
Moving on, the main story we have to talk about, and I'm not even going to play the music because it truly is. Oh, uh, yeah, this It one truly hurts. is a bummer, and it's very depressing. Uh, Anchor Brewing, this will be semi-old news by the time this um, this episode drops, but Anchor Brewing is shutting down. Anchor Brewing is or was the nation's oldest craft brewery. The, I've been there. Um, it's, in, it's based in San Francisco, and it was founded in, like, uh, the 1800s or something like that, like the late 1800s. It's it's ceasing operations. The business is going to be liquidated. The public relations firm uh, announced this about a week ago. They had been sold to Sapporo in 2017, so that wasn't old news, but uh, Sapporo has decided to shutter it. They're citing, quote, a combination of challenging economic factors and declining sales since 2016. Oh. It it truly sucks. I mean, it's a place that when you go there, um, there's so much history in that building. There's so much, yeah. their brewing process, like their brewing tanks don't look like anything that you are used to oh, in a modern yeah. brewery. No, because they've been doing it for so long and their motto is probably, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which is a great motto to live by. And they're probably doing it right. Uh, what sucks is the workers are basically blaming Sapporo saying that like, you know, they just, did, tried to do too much. They tried to build too much. They killed off brands like the Christmas Ale, which was that was I think that was on our first Christmas episode, and that beer like blew my mind. I loved it, and they yeah. killed it off. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you can't get rid of the what, what was working, guys. So Anchor has been on our show twice, round twenty seven and round fifty two. That was our first Fourth of July episode and our first Christmas episode. And they had we had their steam beer, which was this beer that they would yeah. brew with. There was like something about actual steam in the building. They like use the steam to brew it, and it just had this this real tradition. I mean, this is a company that survived the nineteen oh six earthquake in San Francisco. It was uh, the official date date of the founding was eighteen ninety six. So this brewery was around for one hundred and twenty seven years. And yeah, there's a um, there's a lot of coverage. Uh, of this story in Vine Pair, if you're interested, um, it was written about everywhere. This is covered in the New York Times. It's been covered, obviously, in Brewed Brown and stuff. But uh, Dave Infante at Brewbound and a number of writers, or at Vine Pair, sorry, and a number of writers there are doing some work, kind of talking to the workers there. And they're just saying, you know, they killed off these brands. They were trying to upgrade facilities to brew Sapporo out of Anchor Space, which is not what the that brewery was equipped to do. They just mismanage the brand is the bottom line yeah um, and that's so sad to see especially with an awesome brewery like anchor you know yeah it's not remotely surprising i mean a company like sapporo that doesn't understand the history of the company they're buying and and let's be frank about it just doesn't respect it uh is not going to handle it well so you know it's something that is is extremely depressing um hopefully not Something we see often, but I mean, they, these big companies, you know, Stone is is owned by someone big now. Um, New Belgium, obviously, is. I mean, there's so many that have been bought out by these big international companies, and you just hope that that they can keep the essence of the thing alive. I mean, that, you know, we understand why small breweries end up getting bought or having to sell. We understand the economics of that, but it's it's definitely uh depressing when you see see the heart of the thing get sucked we don't out. we don't have time to read all of it but this this interview this article on vine pair i mean you can go read some of these quotes by these former workers uh they're they not pissed. pleased they yeah, pissed. They're, yeah they're they're being honest and you know what i mean 
you know, we don't understand the business side of, we only understand so much, I should say, of the business side of breweries and brewing, and it's a business at the end of the day. But, you know, sometimes, like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't try to, you know, put in another type of beer if this is specific, yada, yada, yada. I don't own a brewery, but... It yeah, it's just you know this one again. We we have to talk about brewery closures on this show quite often. It's the nature of the business. We understand yeah. all these things, but to see a brewery that has been around for 127 years and is the first American craft brewery shut its doors is a uh, is a moment that is worth marking. So, anchor, uh, thank you for your years of service. Rest in peace. You will be missed. If we find your beers, we will be buying them because we'll 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 have to raise a couple toasts for you. Well, let's 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 give you we'll we'll give you your due on this episode as well. For sure. All right, let's All right. uh let's switch Hollywood. the vibe up. <laughs> let's let's, let's get happy again. Yeah. Oh, here we go. See happy music. A toast to the brewery we are featuring today, Smog City Brewing. And uh, we're using the words of William Itoon. He's some dude from Scotland, and he lived in the 1800s, and he wrote a poem. Here we go. Ah, Liberty, how like thou art to this large bottle lying here, which yesterday from foreign mart came filled with potent English beer. A touch of steel, a hand, a gush, a pop that sounded far and near. A wild emotion, liquid rush, and I had drunk that English beer. And what remains? An empty shell, a lifeless form, both sad and queer, a temple where no god doth dwell, the simple memory of beer. Aw. Aw. Don't you I love didn't even, people from Scotland? I didn't even have to fade the music. I just nailed it timing-wise. Just got it right on the nose. How often did you practice before we started this episode? Not once, and that's what makes it cool. <laughs> Let's drink some beer. I forgot. I forgot which beer I poured first because they look kind of similar. <laughs> That would have been a miss-miss. <laughs> I got it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, we're kicking things <laughs> off with one of the... This is a brewery that definitely has a wide variety of beers, but they are known for IPAs, and we're starting with one of their Smog Days series. It's called their Twilight Wedge Hazy IPA. This is third in their Smog Days series. It's got an ABV of eight, of 6.2%. We do not know the IBU information. Beer un, uh, Advocate has no rating. Untapped 3.9. And here it is in the glass. Freshly poured. It's hazy. As advertised. Uh, drinking out of my Super Bowl 51 glass in honor of Los Angeles who hosted it. Los Angeles there Brewery. There you go. See? I've got... My beer mug, uh, thank beer emoji, as I call it, my beer emoji mug, and uh, looks like pineapple juice. Yeah, it's and it interesting. smells it, like pineapple, and I haven't even really taken a sip yet. I can already smell it. Oh, wow. I, yeah, it, it 
poured with this it's it's very like pale light yellow i would say mm. srm chart wise i'm probably putting it around a two or a three probably a three uh but it's yeah. not it did not have much head at all um and very little lacing it really does look like pineapple juice it almost looks yeah. um like nearly flat i mean it's not but that's just how it appears it's uh it's interesting from the brewery Smog Days Hazy IPA series is an innovative lineup of six unique thirst-quenching hazy IPA beers released throughout the year, an exciting expression of Smog City Brewing Company's love of, the, of searching for the ultimate hop combination. The Smog Days Hazy IPA series ensures you always have a fresh and new hazy IPA to explore. And uh, in referencing this one specifically, they said Twilight Wedge ignites your senses with big stone fruit and citrus notes loaded with Waititi. Citra and Equinot hops. This hazy IPA takes you to the edge of perfection. Hey, freaking man. Steven, have you seen the Twilight movies or read any of those books? Sure haven't, Gabe. Sure. Me neither. Let's drink about it. <laughs> Most definitely have not. Um, no, but in. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen Harry Potter. Does that count? It does not because it's not Twilight. Robert Pattinson's in that. He's in that one movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then he dies. Uh, okay. It smells <laughs> like it smells like citrus. It smells hazy. It smells like what it's supposed to smell like. It's mm. uh, it's all the citrus. I, I think it's a little bit slightly less tropical than some hazy IPAs can be on the nose specifically. Um, it's definitely got that like orange rind, that pithy quality, uh, a little bit of grapefruit. I mean, the tropical is there. The pineapple is definitely there. But I don't get as much like guava or super sweet citrus as I sometimes do. This one feels a little bit uh, earthier on the nose, if that makes any kind of sense. I would agree with that. And I would also see your analysis and raise you a I haven't tried it yet, but I think this might go well on the beach. It smells tropical. It smells pineapple. It smells, I'm getting like the faintest little hint of coconut maybe. Um, but I like, I don't know, this might be good drinking out of a coconut. So, uh, I just immediately thought of palm trees when I smelled it. It like the sense, like my senses like took me there. Mm. So we'll see if that's happening on the taste, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're right about, um, about that. I'm not getting a lot of guava, but pineapple is very strong. Well, and and the sort of uh, grassy quality, I think the straw and hay, like the the malt, obviously isn't that present, but there is sort of a um, bed of something again earthy, kind of stringy. Definitely uh, grassy is a good way to put it. Um, yeah. On the on the nose, we'll see if that happens on the taste. I never thought of drinking an IPA out of a coconut before, but you know what? I'm down to clown. I'll try anything once. Steven, someone's got to do it, and why not us? <laughs> Why not us? We are professionals. Okay. Shall we consume this beer? Cheers to you. Cheers to Smog City. And uh, I also cheers to Anchor. We'll miss you. Wow. It's a lot more drinkable than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It, it just goes down so easily. The carbonation is very, very subtle, in my opinion, which is there's nothing wrong with that. It's got a little bit of a zesty kind of bitterness to it in the back but it's f- not fruity it, it's flavorful it's citrus it's pineapple it's a little mango it's 
tropical. It is a little soft in the mouth, I'll say. A little little soft on the palate. Um, like I said, it's it's very easy to go down. It's a you know classic hazy IPA, six point two percent. I would. It doesn't taste like six point two. It tastes a little less, which uh, is leaning more toward the dangerous area. Yeah, I would agree completely. I think it's it's very drinkable. It is, uh, it's citrusy, of course. Uh, but it, it, there's like other fruit in there that's more, you know, stone fruit, more pear, something lighter, melon a little bit, you know, some honeydew. I mean, it's it's Ooh. definitely like a lighter citrus. Again, it's not mango guava as much as it's just more stone fruit. Maybe some white grape, a little bit of apple. It's floral. It's got some mm. lavender in it. It's got some, you know, a lot of the the kind of straw, grassy, grainy thing I was talking about. You know, um, husky a little bit. Uh, and the hops are, are like the Yukon dog. <laughs> Hell yeah, my alma mater. Let's I was thinking it. like a corn husk. You know, like the like the earthy quality of that. Yeah, but sure. Go, but whatever go you say. UConn. We won. Go we're the best. It's, it's what we do. Um, it's very drinkable to just highlight that one more time. It's I agreed. It's soft in the mouth. It's, uh, you know, carbonated right where you want it. The hops are not bitter. There's just not it doesn't have a bite to it. It's it's very true to form. Very hazy IPA. Um, and it leaves your mouth with a lingering kind of I guess it's bitterness, uh, but it's definitely kind of spicy or zesty or um you know if it it's it's on the nose i don't really know flavorful it's it's a hazy ipa it's it's a fun bitterness aftertaste you know um yeah it's it does the job like if you like hazy ipas this one will will do you just fine because it it definitely is right in line i don't think you know it's one of those Beers, we say sometimes no twister turns on this right down the line would be great in a flight. Probably beer number two or three. Yeah. Depending on what else you have. Um, big fan. Wish I had more. Can is really dope. Bob will talk about that later. Bob will talk about the can. We should talk about the company a little bit. Hell yeah. As we sit here sipping it. So Smog City. I will just start by saying they're they're a family owned and operated brewery and just it's one of those breweries living in L.A. When you see it on a beer shelf, you just go, yeah, I trust that. Uh, <laughs> it's just okay. one that, you know, is going to be is going to be craft and going to do the job. Like I'm trying to think of one in uh, New York that compares where you just like see it and you go, yep, that that's that's going to win every time. Six point maybe. Oh, for me, it, well, for me, it's KCBC, but that's because they are literally in my backyard and mm. I see their beers everywhere and the cans are just insane. Other um, half is another good one. Other half. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh, other half. I might maybe even a little bit more because I have yet to have a bad beer from them. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've been to Smog City. You passed by. You did a ding dong ditch. You did a hit and run. What did you do? Nope. I've never <laughs> been uh, anywhere near it. Um, I should, uh, though. It's not far. They have so they have four locations. They have one uh, that they do 
in kind of a, a joint space in Glendale. They have like an offshoot. I think it's in Glendale or maybe it's somewhere else. I'll get on that. Um, they definitely, their main space is in Torrance, California, which is basically, these are all suburbs or neighborhoods of Los Angeles. They have one in Long Beach, which is a little bit further outside Los Angeles, but definitely doable. Um, so they, and then they have, yeah, that's their thing called steel craft, which is kind of like a tap room thing in a sort of industrial space. And then they opened smog city West, which is also in Torrance, but it's just a smaller location. Nice. Glendora, not Glendale. I've never heard of Glendora. Neither have I until this very moment. And you live there. That's (laughs) embarrassing. But that one is in, they're in, there's a public market in Glendora and they opened a space there. So I've never been to any of these locations, but it is readily available. But I've had plenty of their beers before. The place was founded in 2011. It was founded by Jonathan and Lori Porter. And they started operating out of a brew pub called Tustin Brewing Company. It was not their own space originally. Outgrew that pretty quickly. In 2013, they ended up moving to their original Torrance location, which is what is behind me. Uh, You can see barrels on barrels on barrels, Michael. Thoughts? They might have a fooader fighter fooder. Fooader, I like that. That one's new. Add that to the list. You know what I love is like thinking about people that don't listen to us regularly that just tuned in for this and just don't understand what we're doing. You gotta go back and listen to a couple more episodes to know what the hell's going go on. <laughs> sort through it. Go ahead. Uh and then so the space you're at, Gabe, is that Steelcraft? I believe so. I've got this fun little patio area outdoor area. Uh, it looks very nice. It looks like a fun summer's eve to go uh, drink some beer. Um, so Jonathan and Lori Porter are great people for starting the brewery, but for other reasons. Lori is currently serving as the 2023 board chair for the California Craft Brewers Association Amen. Let's freaking go. And uh, I found this awesome quote by Jonathan that I just loved from the website that I just had to read. Anyone who says they don't like beer just hasn't had the right one yet. Amen, Jonathan. You get it. Yay! Yes, we Yay, agree. Yay, David. Yay. <laughs> Yay, David. They So the, the Steelcraft thing in Long Beach, they started that in 2017. They said... Basically, it's a it's a repurposed outdoor food hall made entirely of recycled shipping containers. I believe I'm not certain that if you're watching on YouTube, that is where Gabe is. Like he's kind of in a parking lot set up. Uh, I think I'm that in that's, the recycling. It's hard to tell for sure, but it's it's an outdoor beer garden that they have. And then uh, I mentioned the other locations. So lots of different things going on. Lots of opportunities to get your hands on their beer. We'll talk about what they have on tap in a little bit they also ship around california i do believe uh and i will make sure of that while we talk about other things they are one percent for the planet they're giving back they have a community impact series they're working with parks uh they're working with the community they're trying to give back uh they make beers for events and for organizations Park Hopper West Coast IPA, brewed in collaboration with Parks California. 
Kumquat Saison, brewed in partnership with Food Forward, Pure Project Brewing, the Bay Foundation, all different uh, animal and environmental foundations they work with, and uh, they give back to the community. Yeah, so we've had a few of these. Actually, Zero Gravity was our last episode, and they're also 1% for the planet, but just if you're uninitiated, this is a certification, a a group that you can um, be certified as, and it basically means that 1% of your gross sales are donated to environmental nonprofits. So it's it's a thing. It's kind of like seeing the uh, independent craft label on a can. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. You see the independent craft label, which is an upside-down bottle. Above that, you see... 1% 1% for the planet. And it's a logo you can put on your can. And it just tells people that by purchasing this beer, you are contributing to the overall good of the planet Earth. Um, so give me a hell yeah. Yes. Much like Steve Austin. Himself. He gives back. He, I hear. He maybe. gives something. He gives he, something. He made a beer and it was on our show. So you know what? He gave us that. That's all. I, and as a child, he gave me entertainment when he was wrestling and beating people up. Uh, let's do, should we do some final thoughts here on this beer? I want to say, now that we've been drinking it a little bit, that there's some fun lacing going down the side. Kind of a soapy, sudsy little bit of lacing. So um, I got I'd like a to see too, that yeah. in, a, in a hazy IPA. Just means there's some some legs there. It's very good and interesting it's a different hop combination than we normally see uh we don't mm-hmm. have waititi hops very often so that's that's nice uh i might be mispronouncing that waiti i don't know uh Let's roll with it they'll never know <laughs> but it's for the ipa it's for the hazy ipa people if that's yeah. what you like this will do it does the yeah, job that's 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 the one thing like if if you hate the style eh, you know you might not be happy but it if you like pineapple, you're gonna love it. It's uh, like I said, very easy to drink. If you're looking for something, I would also categorize this as like an after work beer. You know, you don't really want to th- like with this beer. We're obviously doing it. We're dissecting it. We're thinking about it. We're giving it its due. But it, I feel like this could be a beer that you don't necessarily need to think about if you don't want to. Yes, yes, it's um. Exactly. This is a thing we've talked about it in the past, but you know, you with when you're stocking your beer fridge, you want your event beers, and then you want what I call the vanilla ice cream of beers. You know, the ones you can just crack open. They do the job. They work, and you don't have to wrap your brain around anything or go on some wild journey. You're just trying to watch a TV show, unwind, and have a have a and unplug the brain. And this is perfect for that. Yeah. Or, you know, you're still at work and you're with a very progressive company that does like 4 p.m. happy hours and there's a guy walking around with a cart and he passes out beers. I have a friend who worked for a company that did this and I was like, where can I get an application? My yeah, man? What, and he was was like, that like one of those internet tech companies? Like I knew somebody that worked for Twitch once and that was kind of the vibe was it was like, dope. this was before no, Twitch was Twitch, but it. It's a company called Toast, and basically they make digital like menus for restaurants. Yeah, they're a, like a POS system. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Like if you go into any restaurant, you'll see the little Toast icon. Mm-hmm. That's them. But my buddy, he was like, first things first, move to Chicago. Damn it. Second thing, he was like, yeah, like come join the team. Every, I think it was every Thursday or every Friday at 4 p.m., there's a guy who walks around with a cart and passes out beers while you're working. I'm like, 
I mean, I work from home, but still, damn, Listen, that sounds yeah, fun. I'll stay in the chair an extra hour if you throw a beer in my oh, hand. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're good. I'm really excited about this next beer. I'll just be honest about it. Um, it was one of those things, you know, sometimes when we're buying beer for the show, we try to be well-rounded. We try to find styles that aren't normally our go-to, but I saw this one and I said, I got to do it. I have got to do it. So we're going to dive into that right now. Yay, little switcheroo. Yeah. We've got the 12th anniversary diaper, bro. Diaper. It's a diaper, bro. It's a diaper. It is a double IPA. Look at the can. If you're on YouTube, it is glorious. It is 8.3%. No IBUs. Beer Advocate gave us a giant middle finger. Untapped gave it a 3.96. And if you are on the cameras, this is what it looks like poured in the glass. It's on camera, it looks very pale yellow. In person, it looks a little more orange. It looks like it looks like a classic West Coast style. I don't believe it is, but it kind of has that amber orangey color to it. Steven's given it a nice pour. Look at him go. From the brewery, this 12th anniversary double IPA is as big, bold, and beautiful as Smog City and the 12 incredible years we've spent brewing for our amazing community. Crafted with Citra, Centennial, and Strata hops, 12th anniversary double IPA shines with bright citrus, ripe tropical fruit, and white gummy bears, excuse me, for a punch and delicious drinking experience. So Gummy bears. That's, yeah, we'll put a pin in that. We're coming back to that. Uh, but it's, oh, you have a bear shirt on. Look at that. Grateful uh, Dead bear dunking a basketball shirt. Beautiful. Classic Gabe. I just want to comment, since I just poured it, on how it looks in the glass, because it it, it actually is looking very West Coast to me, because it's very clear. Uh, lots of bubbles coming up in the bottom. Good head retention. Very frothy, creamy. White to off-white head with like a lot of retention. And uh, it's hard to tell the lacing from here. I would bet we'll see some. But it's definitely... I wasn't sure what we were going to get in terms of color. I wasn't sure if we were going to be darker but I do think it's it's you know it's it's golden. It's kind of sunshine. I would put it not far off from the last one. Probably more around a four or a five. Yeah, same. Like I said, when I when we first sat down and we went to go pick up the first beer, I was like, crap. Like which, which one's one? The first one. Yeah. <laughs> like because they look kind of similar. But it's it's definitely differs from the last one in that it's absolutely not hazy. It's very clear. Uh, and that hop bill that you mentioned, Centennial Strata and Citra. Especially with the Centennial, I think that's going to be packing a little bit more of a bitter punch, probably more in line with uh, with the West Coast style. But it's look, we love we love a diaper. And also, I kind of maybe it's just a mental thing. Whenever I see like anniversary beer, whenever I see that oh, 12th yeah. anniversary, 10th anniversary, I'm like, I'm buying it because, yeah, you know that they went all out for that beer. That That's that's the thing, though. I the anniversary beers are always like a lot better than the normal not that the first guy was bad or anything but like the anniversary ales like you said they just go all out for um my favorite beer from was it last year was it two years ago our 100th episode where we just picked our favorite beer that was a seventh anniversary ale you know like um kate may has a great great uh i believe it's 11th anniversary ale it's it's incredible. It's a knockout every time. I'm sure this is going to be a knockout. And they've got a fun... 
okay, it, it looks like a dead girl. Oh it, no, she does look dead. She's a bird <laughs> on the can. She what? Oh. She her it's her head and the hot flowers are like she's like a bird. Okay. That's uh, Stephen doesn't like it anymore, but okay. I'm, I'm finding me. it interesting. Um but it, it's worth mentioning that the reason we have no ratings from Beer Advocate which we we do like, you know, those are those are user collected reviews, but the reason we like to give the numbers cuz it kind of gives a sense of how the beer community feels about the beer and the reason we don't have them here is because they're just limited edition beers. The 12th anniversary obviously special event beer brewed for one purpose and then the series that we're doing it 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 came out recently and then they kind of moved on to number four pretty quickly so there are some reviews but there's not enough to accumulate a score and that's why uh why we have no numbers on that so it's it's actually a good thing but that's in the first one it's a series so it changes a lot correct exactly i wasn't rushing you by the way that was me talking about the turnover no, I kind of did like a hurry up Steven motion, uh, but that's not what I meant. Oh, rush me away. Please <laughs> <No>. <laughs> feel free. Um, uh, I know I know it sucks that Beer Advocate didn't have reviews, but I think it's funnier to be like, yeah, they just they told us to go go fuck ourselves. Go fuck ourselves. For them, so, so. Now, gummy bears. There better be gummy bear smell in this beer or I'm going to white gummy bears. That's a very specific gummy bear to pick. Like they went with. This is not any other gummy bear. This is the white one, which the white one, best gummy bear, for sure. Because it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of tropically. I don't know what the flavor is, but white is definitely a winner. You know what, Stephen? <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had a white gummy bear. I trust you. I I don't remember the last time I had gummy bears in general, but I do know that there's certain (laughs) things that stick in my mind. Red Skittle, best Skittle, pink Starburst, best Starburst, white gummy bear wins. Yes. No Uh, doubt. And and you know what? Skittle, yes. Starburst, or what was this? It's just pink Starburst. Starburst. Yes, also the red. Easy. But the pink is good. Pink is good. I'll give you the red, but that's this is why they sell bags of just the pink Starburst, I think. Or maybe it's pink and red, but they oh, do sell bags genius. where you can just buy just the, the good. Who eating the le- the yellow one? The yeah. lemon. Get if the given the choice, you're eating the lemon to get down to the next pink. You're just you have to get through it. I hate people sometimes. No, I'm kidding. This uh, is not a mountain I want to climb on right now. The point is, when I hear white gummy bear, I think tropical, and so I like the idea that this is uh, got that like sort of punch of bitterness but also has some tropical behind it we will see i'm going to smell it now i smelled it i'm not getting a lot of tropical i'm getting west coast style i'm getting hoppy bitterness i'm getting there's going to be a tiny bite in the back end i'm getting classic like american ipa you know vibes um wow white gummy bear that's that's so specific uh I just saw yeah. Pete Holmes in uh, do some stand up recently, and he has a joke about white gummy bear. I think, he, I, oh, I yeah. think I'm, it's I think a, it is him. Yeah, it, yeah, but, it uh, is. It's an old one. Um, yeah, yeah. I I see where they get that though. There's it's very it's definitely um, you put your nose in it and you just know it's resinous, it's hoppy, yeah. it's piney, it's got that hop oil thing going on. Um, there's a little bit of florality there, but it's definitely the the citrus is is obviously there, but it's just married with a, a, a level of dankness that yeah. we associate with the West Coast. So it's definitely got you know there's some 
some guava in this one. There's definitely citrus and grapefruit and, you know, kind of what you expect off an IPA. But I think you smell it and you immediately go, okay, yeah, there's no malt here. You're not really smelling the the straw or the grassiness the way you were in the first one. This one is a hop bomb. And I love that. And we we kind of go crazy for that these days because it's uh it's a rarity. So without further ado, we're gonna drink this white gummy bear. Lahayam. I I we like to gather, you know, what tasting notes people have perceived in the beer before uh, going into it so that we kind of have a guidepost of what to look for and um, can put out a coherent podcast. And I would like to ask, where did you find chives? <laughs> I do not get chives on this beer. I'm proud to report. I don't know why that's in this doc, uh, but I'm going to call it out on the mics right now. I think what I are we saw doing? it on, uh, you know what? I think I saw it on Untapped. If you got chives off this beer, it's because you just ate food that has chives in it and you're <sighs> tasting that and not the beer. <laughs> I thought there's, it was great. There's I was no like, chives in here, I promise. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna talk about chives, bro. <laughs> it's like vibes, but it's chives, bro. Um we this taste talk about chives. No, no, the, there's no chives, but it's it's definitely a West Coast inspired. Maybe it's not a West Coast style. But I mean, it's West it, Coast inspired. It is. I think it is. It definitely is. It's it's okay. clear, it's great. bold, Let's it's got the bold hops and Spoiler alert, it was brewed on the West Coast. So you know what? Damn it. It's a West Coast beer. There we go. California love. That Bang! Exclamation yes. point. That's right, Mike. Yeah, it's got all of the things I said on the nose. Um, it's not too hard hitting and boozy, but there's definitely booze in there, but it's not like you don't drink it and go like, oh, wow, I got to take my time with this. I mean, to, you do uh, get the booziness, but it's it's fairly well balanced. It's definitely dank. It's definitely resinous. You get the citrus and the, and the blend of the hops and stuff, and all of the other stuff kind of fades into the background. The hops are really the star of the show here. Um, 8.3. Nice, 8.3, you should take your time with it for sure. I mean, it's definitely uh, not, you know, it's not crazy. It's not a triple, but it's definitely up there but it's been a a while since we've had a tripa i would like another tripa soon be on the lookout hey listeners send us send us a tripa we will drink that's the thing like whenever we're looking at beers i always look at all the options because one of these days we're gonna get one and it's gonna be like we're gonna finish it and we're gonna be like all right so how's that beer it's really good if you want to hear us if you want to hear us make a mistake, I would encourage you. These episodes are always available. Uh, you can go back and listen to round four, which was Avery Brewing, uh, early, early Ooh. days. And we hadn't quite Ooh. learned the art of of pacing ourselves yet. And uh, we, we, what we, a time. we were, we were a little drunky. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a throwback Thursday that was that. And then. Our first year, the Thanksgiving episode, where we thought it'd be a good idea to drink five, to slam count them, black one, two, is three, beautiful. Four, five, black is beautiful's, and the lowest <laughs> ABV was nine percent. Yeah, that was, and also, we finished those beers that night. I one hundred percent slept over at Stevens because we night. are professionals and we do the job that was bent that was put in front of us. Um, wow. 
this beer. I love this. This is great. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, it's no, no, no. It's, it's just, it's everything you said. Uh, the malt is really not present, but you don't really need it. It's got a solid hoppy backbone to it. It tastes like a fun West Coast. It's got a little bit of the citra. Um, I will admit I'm not getting a whole lot of like, I taste this fruit and that fruit. I'm getting more of just like, this is a dope beer. And for me, that's great. For someone, you know, for the connoisseurs out there who really want the flavor, uh, there's there's not a tremendous amount of flavor, but there is enough to keep you interested and to keep you guessing. Um, I mean, there's flavor. It's just I think it's just dominated by uh, bitterness. I mean, there's definitely... Yeah. I, I think the citrus, if you uh, if you wanted to pick out what citrus it is, like I'd probably go with maybe apricot or something, but... There's, probably chives, honestly, if I'm thinking about you it. You know what? Mostly chives. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I, I will say there's a lingering, like on the back end, a lingering bitterness. I mean, this is definitely, you know, one that you're going to... I don't know if I call it an event beer, but it's one that you're going to just take your time with. And you're going to... You're gonna, don't chug this. You will die. You will die. <laughs> uh, I really hate that you pointed out that this is a bird, but you're really right. And um, I, uh, to be honest, I really didn't mean to. I didn't see it until just now. Like, no, it's, it's the entire time I've had this beer in my home. I'm like, okay, some headless woman and some <laughs> pop flowers. This is dope. And then I looked at it and I saw feet, and I was like, oh my god, this is a bird. And that's why. You are the resident expert, and I am not on can art. Well, you and your esteemed colleague. My esteemed hot rod colleague. Bobbert Ross. Can Art and Crafts. Bob Ross definitely listened to Grateful Dead in his time. He definitely loved them. He was probably one of the people dancing crazy like this while the concert was going on. But who cares about that right now? Because we're talking about some beers. We're going to go in order. The Twilight Wedge Hazy IPA. This is fun. We've got a rocket blasting off and the smoke coming from the rocket is in shape of hop hops, of hop flowers. That's amazing. That's beautiful. It's beautiful purple and orangey colors. It looks like a fun sunset. It looks like you're above the clouds. It paints a picture. It paints a picture. That's what Bob Ross does. He paints things. So he has an appreciation for it. Then we've got the bird. We've got this headless, eyes rolled back woman with a 12 crown with the hop body of a bird and legs, and it's weird and creepy, but who cares? It's their 12th anniversary, so get over it. It's fun. It's got a very nice, deep, forest green, rich color scheme to it. It's There's a lot going on. This brewery is uh, pretty good with the can arts. Can artwork. They they know how to do it well. They know how to do it right. If you're st- if you have two beers next to each other, you know who Smog City is. So the twelfth anniversary beer, it's in like the nine eight range, but that Twilight Wedge is what puts y'all in the club. Ten out of ten. Awesome artwork. Really really dope. Really fun. Vibrant and bright colors. Can't mistake these beers for any other beer. Bob Ross is here. Bob Ross agrees. 
Bob Ross is jamming out to the Grateful Dead. And that's another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. This, pur- yeah, that purple, by the way, uh, is is really cool. Uh, it's a dope? very cool purple can. If you're not on YouTube, you should check it out. It's uh, it's not not a color you see that often in beer can world. So we uh, we love it. I I there's a lot of beers to talk about in terms of what they have on tap, and a brewery like this that has so much history, we might as well just go with what this segment originally was with which is what is actually available right now what can you get on tap today and so at the torrance tap room this is their menu from the day we were recording this they have just so much to offer their their coffee porter is a year round that one kind of stands out as like you always see that if you search this brewery i think it's one of their ogs uh they have but they have every style they've got all kinds of ipas they've got all kinds they've got pilsners belgian uh, you know, sours, farmhouse ale with kumquats. They've got a kumquat beer. Kumquat. Uh, they have something called a Roush beer. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's called Smoke 'em If You Got 'em, and it's a Roush beer, a light lager made with traditional beechwood smoked malt. There's okay. uh, there's so much to talk about here. We do have breaking news. They have a beer called the White Peach Saison, which is a Saison with white peaches aged. In a fooder feeder fodder fodder fader fighter feeder. Yeah. Touchdown! They do have Unbelievable! One. They have imperials. <laughs> they have a barley wine, which is truly one of my favorite things on the planet Earth. Uh, I'm, looking, and- I'm looking at a 12.9% BBA Imperial Honey Stout. Yeah, That is something I've never seen before. It's an Imperial Honey Stout brewed with over 500 pounds of rare Meadow Farm honey. Wow. I want me wanty to try e that's <laughs> that's wild yeah. they have uh bottle pours they've got so i mean the bottom line is if you like dark beers you like sour beers you like high abv beers you like low abv beers you like ipas sessions german stuff pretty much anything they have it for you they have beer to go they do ship around california we've confirmed this and so they're available. And this is just the menu at the Torrance location. They also have, as we've mentioned, three other locations. So get to California and get your ass to Smog City. Look out for this funny looking tree. That's their logo. That's them. Kind of looks like the tree of life or something. It's like, a, but with the city of Los Angeles skyline in the bottom of it. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. cool logo. Whoever thought of it um, is really smart and a genius. And I appreciate that. All right, Smog City Brewing, thank you uh, as a Los Angelino. I can't wait to get in and check out your tap room, and this has been has been fun. Uh, so send me out. pictures and stuff. One last thing to do before we uh, go away. Last call. I have a confession. And that is... And this is my fault. It is your fault. It is my fault. I lied the last time we were on these microphones because uh, I said that the next time we dropped an episode, I will have seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. And that's not true because 
Yeah, we, there's there's some travel on the books. There's some things happening. It doesn't matter. We're uh, recording already. Who cares? The li- point is life. Life is stupid and it gets in the way of beer drinking. But I asked Stephen to record early. It doesn't matter. The point is there's one thing uh, just to date the episode. <laughs> we're seeing we're recording this right before we get to see the big movie events of the summer. And I am so excited. And we're going to talk about it anyway. I don't care that I haven't seen them yet. I will give thoughts in two weeks. Barbenheimer. <laughs> Barbenheimer is happening, people, and it's like it's a movement I, at this point. I don't know what it's like where you like because I live in LA, right? So when when big movie events happen or big oh, yeah. like LA is a place where like you feel if you're not from here and you land at the airport, you start seeing billboards for things that you've never seen before. Like you it, it's you're in Hollywood, right? Can and, confirm. And it's a weird time to be here because of of the strikes and everything. And, and, you know, we as artists hate to see it. But these two movies, I've been excited for. I'm a Chris Nolan stan. I love everything the man does. And I've been excited for this movie for a very long time. And Barbie, I was skeptical about. And then I saw the cast. And then I saw the crew and the creators. And I was like, and then I saw the trailers. And I was like, "Eh." yeah, yeah, I I feel the same way. Um, In regards to Christopher Nolan, um, you know, I I just love all the stuff. I'm with you on that. I am a, as you may or may not know, if you listen to this regularly, you know, I am a huge, huge Killian Murphy fan. I will watch anything that man does. And let me tell you something. I know the reason why we've been looking so forward to this movie for so long. Because the first trailer came out like literally a year ago. I know. And it was just like a trailer of nothing. (laughs) It was like one frame. And it just said Oppenheimer and a date. And I was like, but it's this is wild because it's just like when I found out that because the release dates of these movies are on the same day, the exact same day. And that is crazy. And I thought that one of these movies was going to balk and move the date and they nope. just didn't. Nope. And that's insane. And so there's like, they're already writing articles about how this is going to be one of the most, you know, this is an un- unprecedented box office weekend that's about to happen here. And I'm going to be a part of it. I can't wait. Yeah. Are and you doing the thing where you watch both movies in the same day? So I'm not, I'm okay. doing one. Cause I know, I know a lot of people that are doing that. I think it's I, hilarious. Wish I had that kind of time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I also, I you know, these, I I like that I'm spacing them out a little bit. I'm seeing Oppenheimer yeah. first, which probably was a mistake, but that's okay. I um, am seeing Oppenheimer before it actually, before the actual release date. So I was like, I will not Steven wait. Steven knows a guy. I will not wait a second. But it's crazy that it's happening the same day. It's going to be, I, I, you know, I hope the movies are good because it would really suck if we go watch these movies and they're just total <laughs> letdown. Terrible. But nothing I, happened. They just stood around and talked the whole time. At the end of the day, like, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't go to and myself included. I wasn't a big movie goer for a long time because I was like, mm. you're going to be on streaming in like 15 minutes. But yeah, listen, I went to see Mission Impossible the other day. I don't even watch Mission Impossible. I have not. I've seen one of the Mission Impossible movies. This was number seven. I've seen one. I had no idea what wow. the like lore of it was. But I was like, Tom Cruise jumped out of a plane or something, and I just need to go watch why he did that. It makes and yeah. it was a great night. It was a great time. Yeah. I, I saw the video of uh 
he was this the movie the newest one where he, he's riding a motorcycle yes. off the cliff and then he jumps. Yes. So I saw a video of like how they shot that. Oh and I was yeah. Like, That's dope. Like I love that. Um. But yeah, I I know what you mean. I am very excited for Barbenheimer. Um. However, we have to give acknowledgement that this is not the first time that. Two movies came out, two blockbusters came out on the same day that were totally opposites. If you remember, I don't remember the year, but it was a long time ago. Oh, I do. If Mama, you're about to, are you about to talk Dark Knight to me? Yes, I am. 2009, baby. Ledger, 2009. Or 2008, so, somewhere in there. One of those two. Mamma Mia and the Dark Knight Heath Ledger movie came out on the same day, and I saw... You know, somebody commented, like, let's not forget about that. And then I saw a meme that said, and I quote, Mama Knight walked so Barbenheimer could run. That's funny. And I just. Good work. The Internet. The Internet has come through in a, in unprecedented form on this Barbenheimer thing. I mean, the memes, I have so many on my phone. We all oh, do. Yeah. They're yep. they're. <laughs> plentiful and and frequent and they are great I saw, I saw a picture of killian murphy as oppenheimer holding margot robbie as barbie like on one of his arms she's like you know all like big smile and posing and he's just holding her like brooding and i was just <laughs> like this is the kind of energy i need in my life the i don't want to um we can't give any spoilers because i have diligently stayed off the internet related to these movies and we haven't seen them yet. But I will say that uh, Christopher Nolan said there's zero, count them, zero CGI shots in this movie. Which means, which means, if you've seen the trailer, the man detonated a nuclear bomb. And he did. He detonated a small (laughs) nuclear bomb for this movie. The man's insane. Christopher Nolan's, yeah, he said, no, we're not. No CG. No, we need the real thing. And everyone was like, okay, "Isn't that what this whole him? movie is about? We're not doing this." Not, oh yeah, he was going for authenticity. Now I know you said that you're not doing both in the same day, and you're starting with Oppenheimer. But mm-hmm. let's just play the game. You're in the movie theater. You're going to spend Oppenheimer. I think was, I think it's three hours and like two minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And Barbie's can't be more than two and a half. It probably two. Probably, I don't know the exact it's number. probably two and a half would be my it's guess. It's probably but two yeah. and a half. That's fine. So roughly six and a half, seven hours in the movie theater. What do you see first and why? What do you want to end the night on? I feel the same way that I feel about the like I, I feel like I screwed up buying the tickets because of what what I'm doing. I, I would rather see Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. I don't want to go from Oppenheimer, which I mean, you know, who knows? We haven't seen the movie, but the internet hype is saying this is Christopher Nolan's best movie, which the man directed Inception and The Dark Knight. That's Those are big, big words. That, that's them's, a tall order. Yeah, that's yeah. fighting words. If this is his best movie, I, I, I don't know how you, like, then it's going to be my favorite movie. I'm just telling you now, my favorite movie is probably Inception. And if this is his best movie, it's going to be my favorite movie. So I don't know... I wouldn't want to watch Barbie after I'm already like excited for after Oppenheimer. I'm just like going to just, I might see it again. I might see it twice in the theaters. Yeah. I, I I feel that way. I agree. Um, I had a conversation with a friend recently and he, he basically said it perfectly. He said, what movie, 
if you're if you're seeing them the same day for you it's a little different but and i'm not as of right now i'm not doing same day but if you're seeing the movies in the same day what movie do you want to like linger for a little bit longer like in your head in your mind in your being and i think for us as artists me being the killian murphy fan i am it's oppenheimer i would want to see that second because i would want to live in that however 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 Barbie got me hyped. Like when Barbie first was a thing, I was like, oh, okay, like that's cute. And then the same thing you did. I saw the cast, I saw the production creative team, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, wait a second. This is going to be really good, Gabe. Don't miss out. So I'm not going to miss out. Yeah. Um, it's, it's either way you do it, I feel like is going to be a good experience. I just think, like you said, like I want Oppenheimer to linger in my brain a little long. I want to give it the space to do that. So I would, if I, if given the choice, however, that's a long, I know a lot of people that are doing that. That's a long day in the theater. You you better, you had to clear, you you either had to call out of work or you're burning a Saturday, but that's a, that's a, you got to get that, hit that concession stand in between. You better have that AMC stubs membership because uh, that that five dollar Tuesday bullshit. You yeah, <laughs> you gotta hook that up. But yeah, I I agree. Like I love going to the movies, but it's literally like a rent paycheck every time I go because the tickets are one, and then I must get popcorn every time I go to the movies. Like I just have to, and that's another eighty seven dollars. So it's tough. But there are certain movies. There are certain movies I see that I'm like I'm gonna wait for streaming. I don't care yeah. how popular these two. Fuck no. I mean, when it comes to Oppenheimer, the quotes going around are like from, you know, like industry professionals, directors, and they're like, see it on the largest screen you can humanly find. So, yeah, see that that's the other thing. That's what I want. Like, I feel like Barbie in my living room would be fine. I feel like Oppenheimer, I would want to be like, no, I want the full effect. Yeah, just just do it. The man releases a movie once every couple of years. I'm still trying to understand Tenet. I've watched it like four or five times. Uh, I still don't know don't, what's going on. You can't, Steven, but, you can't question it. You just have to say yes. It's, it's like improv. Say. Just say yes and move on. But I am, I am, suffice to, suffice to say I'm hyped and I watched Dunkirk today, to, which also the rewatchability on that movie, not great. I'll just be honest about it. Uh, uh, really? Great movie, but I mean, if you watch it again, this shit's boring, but I watched it nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen Interstellar recently, Inception. I am ready for a Chris Nolan summer. Bring it on. Save the movies for me, Chris. Uh, Chrissy so. boy. He knows what he's doing. All right. Well, I'll... Uh, give I, I, Killian Murphy the Oscar. Just give him the nom. <laughs> you don't want to give him the award, fine. But just give him the nom, please. He is he is a very good actor. I will say that. And I've seen him in mostly a majority of Christopher Nolan movies, but also um, some stuff when I was younger. And he's he's a very good actor. And I'm really excited. He's having his his day in the sun. So I'm not even listen. This will be the last thing because we have to get out of here. I'm not even going to mention Peaky Blinders, even though it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite TV show of all time. Movies like The Party, uh, Free Fire. Uh, he's in Dunkirk. He's in the Dark Knight movie. Like, oh wow, you really dude, are a fan. I, I, I this thought, dude's a fucking chameleon, bro. Like, I thought he, like, this was just a Peaky Blinders thing, but you no, are no, 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 no. You Peaky Blinders started it. It was he was always the guy that I was like, oh yeah, he's in Dark Knight for like ten minutes, and then I saw Peaky Blinders, and then I just like I, I watched. I, I'll watch anything he does. He's incredible. But like, people are sleeping on this guy, and they shouldn't be. 
So get to the movies, get out there. You know what? Uh, support the movie industry. We need it. And we will report back in a couple weeks for real this time. I mean it. And until then, thank you, Smog City. It's been great. Uh, we'll see you in August, I think. Peace out, fam. <laughs>